0: Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hello, ladies. Welcome to episode 22. And today I want to talk about gathering data on your dating journey, and this has come up um, as part of the you know the tr- the three points on intuitive dating, which is you need to have your intuition working, you need to have your intention set, and then you also then need to gather information. You need to have your intellect engaged in the process, and. When I talk to women I talk to my clients or I have conversations with people, there's a misconception about what it looks like to have your intellect engaged in the dating process, about what it looks like to be gathering the right information that helps you make a decision about whether or not a man is right for you. An example is the ongoing argument about who pays for the meals. So many women have made this like a core issue. Like it's this big deal. It's this gigantic piece of data. And they extrapolate so much information from this one little tiny part of the interaction and potentially fail to see the signs of so much more that could be going on. So I'm going to elaborate a little bit. Um, In when I was dating, I didn't want meals to be an issue. I wanted to go to nice restaurants and I could pay my way. Like I was not going to do a Taco Bell meal. So often I would go on a date and when we were arranging a date, I would say, hey, could we go to this restaurant? The food there is really good. And even before meeting The individual at the restaurant, I would offer to pay my way. I'd be like, hey, I'm happy to pay half. Now, when I said I'm happy to pay half, I meant it. So many women will say I'm happy to pay half, but they don't really mean it, right? They're not really happy to pay half. And so if the guy takes them up on it, (laughs) then they get mad. He took me up on my offer to pay half, right? So I would offer to pay half just because for me, it was not an issue, I realized that I could gather very little information about the man from whether or not he paid half or not. And the reason I knew that intuitively was because I had dated a lot of people who were happy to pay for every meal. And even though they paid for every meal, they were terrible people. They were not people you wanted to date. And I will say in my past marriage, that was also a thing where you had someone who was happy to pay for every meal. He didn't when we went out with friends or whatever, he'd pay for everyone, but there was a lot of other stuff going on behind the scenes. So I knew intuitively based on experience that who pays for the meal really doesn't tell you a lot about whether or not this person is a potential life partner who will be healthy. What you really want is a person who is loving where a relationship where you have passion, a person who is supportive, caring, a person who you know can be a part of a team with you, who is compatible with you mentally, physically, emotionally, someone who is willing to grow with you—all of these things are what you're really looking for. But what happens is, along the way, you get distracted by things like who pays for the meals and what does that really mean. I've worked with a client who dated a gentleman for um, several weeks and they went on the most romantic dates. Like when you say amazing romantic dates, including sunsets and wineries. And I mean like the thing, but it, it meant nothing about his character. His character in the end turned out to not be a fit. He was not a person who was ready for a healthy relationship. So I bring this up because... The little cultural um, indicators that we have or that you're using or you may be using to uh, gather data may not be the right data points that you need if you're actually looking for a life partner. Now, this is not to say that you should pay half. It's not about paying half when you're dating. It's not about paying for the meal with the guy. It's not about whether the guy pays for you. It's about what you make it mean when he pays or when you pay, or when you both pay, right? You may not be able to gather as much data out of that uh, little interaction as you would over uh, questions like, what's your relationship like with your mother? (laughs) That may give you a whole lot more information about whether or not he's able to be in a healthy relationship than whether or not he can afford to pay for the entire meal. Knowing how to gather data is huge huge, huge. I have talked to women who in the past has, have dated someone and they thought they were in an exclusive relationship and that they were going somewhere only to find out that the person was married and they had no idea. If you're dating someone for three months or four months and you have no indication that this person is in another relationship or is married or is not available for a long-term relationship, then you're not gathering data the right way. You're not looking at the right indicators. You're not looking at the right um, pieces of information to decide whether or not you should be exclusive with this person or get engaged or um, move forward in the relationship with that person. And we fall into this trap because our brains are lazy all of us. The the whole approach of our brains, the way our brain is made, is it doesn't want to expend calories thinking hard. Nobody likes to think really hard. <laughs> we want the easy way of making decisions. So our brains like to use information that's easy to collect, right, to make decisions about relationships. Your brain really just wants you to either stay home and watch TV or hurry up and be in a relationship. Just pick someone, right? Just pick someone so that we're attached and we can feel happy. Your brain doesn't want to go through the process of setting an intention, creating that robust and productive list of what you're looking for your brain doesn't want to go through the process of asking the right questions. How will I know if this person is emotionally available? How will I know if this person can be a good part of a team, if they're good at collaborating? How will I know if this person is honest and telling me the truth? Often I will ask or client uh, things about the person that they're dating, you know, so as we are working through their relationships and their dates, I will say, they'll, they'll tell me something like, oh yeah, he has a good relationship with his children, right? And then I will ask, <laughs> like the coach that I am, how do you know? And if the answer comes back, he said so, then I will repeat back. Okay, so he says the words, I have a good relationship with my children, That's all you know. All you know is what he said. How will you know for sure that he has a good relationship with his children? And then that opens up their minds to realize oh, I need to meet his children and see him interact with his children, or I need to see him interacting with young people, or whatever scenario the individual comes up with for, in a sense, um, verifying, I guess that's the word, verifying that what he said is actually the truth and it's, it's, it's real. And so I know a lot of women will tell me, oh yeah, well he said this and he said that, or they will use data points like, oh, we have the same birthday, or we happen to go to the same high school. And they have all these data points that their brain wants to use to point to, hey, he's a healthy person. But the, the, the process you want to use is actually different. You want to have your data points determined ahead of time. Here is the data that I need to collect over the months that I date the person that I marry, right? And you want to know what those are ahead of time so that when the scenario comes up where you can gather that information in a way that's not weird or awkward or like a drill sergeant, you your brain is already engaged in the process of Of gathering data. Um, I shared this uh, story with someone recently this week. One of the things that I wanted to ensure when I got married was that my uh, future spouse was not socially awkward, right? And there are people who are socially awkward, but who can, um, you know, engage with you one-on-one, right? So I made sure that our dates were not these like, closed loop bubbles of just myself and the person that I was dating. I would invite the people that I was dating to um, social events and social engagements, engagements at work and um, parties, dinner parties, anything that I could Use as a data point to truly see that individual in a space where they have to be themselves or they have to be who they really are socially without, you know, kind of like looking into my eyes and impressing me with their social skills. More like I could observe their social skills and see what was really going on. So that's an example of how to gather data. Like you could ask someone, Hey, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And they'd be like, Oh, I'm an extrovert. I love social events. I have a great time at social events. But if you never test that, if you never um, create a scenario where you can observe and verify that their definition of social ease is the same as your definition of social ease, then your brain will be like, oh yeah, no, he's totally fine. He's great. I got it. I don't want to have to think about this. And you can, then you can find yourself in a relationship that doesn't uh, meet the picture that you set out to meet in the first place. Now, another reason that holds us back from gathering the information that we need is that there's this thought at the back of a lot of uh, people's minds that they're being too nosy. I don't want to ask that question because that's being too nosy. I don't want to ask this because then he might feel like I'm trying to dig into his life. Like, um, when is the right time to ask this question? When is the right time to ask that question? Always looking like for these rules that mean that you can do this without experiencing any discomfort or any awkwardness? Well, I have news for you. If you are dating after being married for a long time and divorced, there will be some awkwardness. There will be some discomfort. And part of the growth is learning to allow that discomfort, learning to ask a question that really needs to be asked, right? Or stating a truth that really needs to be stated, and being willing to allow that discomfort to be there, like, hey, you said this, but this didn't really add up to it. And asking that uh, that question so that you can gather the data you need to make a decision and being willing for it to be awkward, being willing for him to be uncomfortable. Um, many women don't want to make the man uncomfortable, so then they make themselves uncomfortable right? They will put themselves in this situation where there's a lot of confusion. They don't know what's happening. They don't know anything about the guy, but they don't want to make him feel uncomfortable by asking simple questions or asking him to show up in the relationship, in the way that they would like him to show up. Now, of course, he can always say, no, I don't want to go to your dinner party. And that by itself is a data point like, oh, he doesn't like dinner parties. He doesn't want to go. I'm not going to force him to go, but now I know he doesn't like that. But for a lot of women, even asking the person to do something that they want them to do is so uncomfortable. And because that discomfort is there, they just like let so much slide, you know. They you don't ask for what you want in the relationship. You don't ask for what you want. Um, you don't set boundaries. All of those things that are so important for you to be able to gather data. You know, you don't really know a person until you've seen how they respond in different situations. You don't really know them until you said no. And you can see how they respond to your no. But if you're saying yes all the time, if you're being passive and making sure the other person never experiences any discomfort around you, how will you get to know who they really are? So what I want to offer you today is the assignment of thinking about what you need to know about a person before you can determine that they are a healthy partner. What do you need to know? What are the questions you need to ask before you know, oh, he's the one for me? What are the uh, data points that you need to gather? What items do you need to verify before you can say with full confidence, I know this person, I know what I need to know about them, and I'm at the place where I can make a decision about uh, whether or not they're right for me? What do you need to know before you go exclusive? What do you need to know before you get engaged? What do you need to know before you get married? Take the time to think about this. Now you might be tempted to say, well, Shade, tell me what I need to know. Give me a list, give me a checklist of the hundred things I need to know so that I can just ask those questions and then I'll be good. And while there are some core questions and there are some core items that I tell my clients that they need to know. Not everything is going to be on some random checklist on the internet. Some of the things you need to know are going to be unique to you, right? Like I needed to verify that the person that I married had certain social skills because I expected to be in certain social situations in my future. And so that was a data point that was for me, but that's not required. Some people don't go to social events and they actually may want a partner who's willing to stay home 80% of the time. And so you realize that there is no formula. I'm going to say this a lot on this podcast. I say it all the time to my clients. There is no formula. A lot of the reasons we fall into terrible relationships and end up getting divorced is because we think there's a formula for getting married. Like if I just check off these 10 things, it's going to be good. There is no formula. You're dealing with human beings. You're dealing with relationships. You are a human being who is unique herself. You are unique in your own wants and what you like, what you dislike, where you're going, what you're doing. The person you will marry will be unique. And then the combination of the two of you will create this completely unique relationship that will not look like anyone else's relationship. So dating in a way that is productive and that leads to a loving, healthy relationship will require that you step up, right? It will require that you step up and you really engage your intellect, that you engage in this as a very um, creative process where you are creating this relationship with your intention, with your intuition, With your intellect, you're thinking deeply about what you want, you're thinking deeply about how you're going to get there, and you are going on this journey that's going to have its own twists and turns, and you're ready to really embrace all of the challenges and all of the um, solutions that you're going to have to create along the way. So, I challenge you to come up with a list of what you need to know um, about the person that you are going to marry so that you know how to gather those data points along the way. And if you would like my help, You are welcome to contact me and let's talk about you joining the Dating After Divorce Academy. Enrollment is currently open. I would be happy to jump on a call to walk you through everything that we do in the Academy. The women in there are having so much fun on their dating journeys. Um, To do that, uh, just go to shadecurry.com forward slash schedule dash appointment and I will give you all of the details. Thank you for your time and attention, and I will talk to you later. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to ShadeCurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y dot com. I'll see you inside.